This is Bearcat Sunday. We wanted to recognize all of our Bearcats, all of the uh, uh, administrators and students, a part of uh, Sam Houston State University. Uh, I want to begin by, if you are a graduate of Sam Houston, uh, would you please stand at this time? If you're, if you're just a graduate, if you stand up at this time. Wow, fantastic. All right, couldn't stand, but he gave you. All right, now if you would please be seated. Now, if you are a part of the administration, your teacher, you you work at Sam Houston State University in some uh, form or fashion, would you please stand at this time? Would you stand? We want to recognize. No, no, you're part of it. Absolutely, Wesley Foundation. Uh, anybody else? I know. I know there are. If you're a student at uh, Sam Houston and you're a part of worship with us this morning, would you please stand? There you go. All right, we got got a few students. Fantastic, fantastic, uh, folks. As you know, it's it's a difficult time to for school. It's a difficult time, especially uh, for college uh, students uh, during the season of COVID. Uh, we need. We need to pray for uh, our those administrators and students at Sam Houston uh, for all school of higher education, but especially Sam Houston is ours. It belongs to us, so we need to, to hold them up in prayer. Their responsibility is to empower, instruct, and build up leaders uh, for today and for tomorrow, uh, and, and that's an awesome responsibility. So I ask you, will you join with me in prayer for Sam Houston State University, for the administrators and students? Lord God, we love you and we thank you so much for this, this time. Lord, we thank you that, that you've placed this great university within our community. Lord, in a season like this, Lord God, we come to you and we rest heavily upon you, Lord God, to, to guide and to direct and grant wisdom, your wisdom, Lord God, to the administrators and all those that work at Sam Houston. Lord, this last week, they have stepped up to help out with the evacuees, not just any evacuees, but Lord God, you know, they, they took those that with special needs, those that take special care, special, special attention. So Lord God, bless them for their efforts and all that they do to care, to nurture, and to instruct. Lord, be with them and bless the administrators. Lord God, be with all the students. As they're embarking on this journey, Lord God, uh, of life, uh, of this lifelong learning opportunity, Lord. Lord, give them patience where anxiety grows. Grant them courage, Lord God. Let them, Lord God, learn and grow in understanding and all the ways, Lord God. Holy Spirit, come. On this special day, the day we get to worship you, but we also get to recognize and lift up Sam Houston State University, Lord God. We lift them up to you. Holy and living God, be present, show up, show out, and be relevant. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen. Amen. All right. Uh, our scripture passage this morning is found in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. Verses 14 through 30, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful parable that Jesus shared. Uh, I'm going to invite you to stand in honor of the reading of the God's Word. If you would please stand in honor of God's uh, reading of God's Holy Word. Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, and our souls for the reading of God's Holy Word. It's a parable of the valuable coins. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who was leaving on a trip. He called his servants and handed his possessions over to them. To one he gave five valuable coins, to another he gave two, to another he uh, gave one, 
He gave to each servant according to that servant's ability. Then he left on his journey. After the man left, the servant who had five valuable coins took them and went to work doing business with them. He gained five more. In the same way, the one who had two valuable coins gained two more. But the servant who had received the one valuable coin dug a hole in the ground and buried it, buried his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five valuable coins came forward with five additional coins. He said, Master, you gave me five valuable coins. Look, I've gained five more. His master replied, Excellent. You're a good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I'll put you in charge of much. Come, celebrate with me. The second servant also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two valuable coins. Look, I've gained two more. His master replied, Well done. You're a good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I'll put you in charge of much. Come, celebrate with me. Now the one who received one valuable coin and said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man. You harvest grain where you haven't sown. You gather crops where you haven't spread seed. So I was afraid, and I hid my valuable coin in the ground where you, uh, where you have what's yours. His master replied, You evil and lazy servant. You knew that I had harvest grain where I haven't sown, and that I gather crops where I haven't spread seed. In that case, you should have turned my money over to the bankers so that when I return, you could give me what belonged to me with interest. Therefore, take him with you. Take, take from him the valuable coin and give to the one who has ten coins. Those who have much will receive more and, and they will have more than they need. But as for those who don't have much, even the little bit they have will be taken from them. Now take the worthless servant And throw him out into the farthest darkness. People there will be weeping and grinding their teeth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. These are the days of starship. That was last week. This week is uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. But uh, before we go there, let's go in prayer. Lord God, speak. Through me, allow me to be your messenger, Lord God. Uh, use, use me, Lord God. Let all of us that have ears hear what you have to say. Holy and living God. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen. Well, uh, as we continue the, 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 the COVID, uh, 2020 COVID Odyssey uh, sermon series, uh, i got a question for you. Are you a risk taker? Do you like to take risk or are you a more cautious person? I mean, are you, do you find yourself uh, being willing to get out there and do things that others may think is a little crazy because you like to take risks? Or are you more of a cautious person? Do you play it easy? Uh, do, you, do, do you don't want to get out of the, out of the norm? Well, what type of person are you? As a young person, I, I, was, I was crazy. I was a risk taker. I did things that I'm here by the grace of God. I should not be here. Some of the things I did, I it, I had no fear, no fear of heights, no fear. I, I just I I went up. Uh, a dear friend of mine, Eric Lemon, um, got his pilot's license at the age of eighteen. 
Uh, so we built airplanes and built uh, ultralights and, and did crazy things. And uh, uh, we took, we had, he had a Cessna. We, we emptied it out, gutted it out, and hired, uh, uh, they hired us to, uh, to take uh, parachuters up to jump out of the plane. It was, a, uh, it was one that had suicide doors. I put on a parachute, not knowing how to use it, uh, climbed out at uh, 15,000 feet, climbed out of a plane, hanging on uh, to a handle to, to hook the door and looking all the while Eric was messing with me. I was on the wing. I mean, I did things only by the grace of God in my ear. I was a huge risk taker when I was young. But as I get older, <laughs> I'm more and more cautious. I don't think I would do that today. I know I wouldn't. Uh, but, but the older I get, the more cautious I am. The, the point is, are you a risk taker? Are, are we a risk takers? Because I believe as, as a child of God, as a Christian, we must be risk takers. I think our calling as, as, as children of God, there must be, be uh, a part of us willing to take risks. See, in Jesus' parable today, uh, is a great parable. I love Jesus' parables because they cause us to think. So, Jesus' parable is a parable about a, a wealthy man. He's wealthy. He has servants and he has valuable coins. Now, if you read other passages, uh, other versions of this, I read it from the common English version and it says five coins, five valuable coins. Uh, the New International Version and other versions say five bags of gold given to his servants. Uh, I don't think it's relevant what was given to the servants. I think we understand very, these servants were entrusted with a lot of money, a lot of, a lot of treasures. So the, to the first servant, uh, as, as the wealthy man, you know the story, uh, parable, the wealthy man was about to go on extended vacation, go on a journey, uh, gave the first servant five valuable coins, five bags of gold uh, to the next servant. To, to their own ability, gave two valuable coins. And to the last servant, gave one. And then the, the master left. The one given five, you know the story, went and invested and, and gained five more, double the money, doubled earnings. The one that had two valuable coins, two bags of gold, went and invested and got double their money and got two more. And the one that had only, was given only one, I went and uh, hid it, dug a hole in the ground and hid it out in the field, right? After a period of time, the master returned. And he, to settle accounts, called the servants forward. And the first servant came forward and said, Master, you gave me five valuable coins, five bags of gold. I've doubled your money and here's ten. So the one given to, the master said, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm so proud of you. Let's go celebrate. I'm going to give you more. I'm, I'm going to put you in charge of even more now. You did well. The one given to said, hopped up real quick and heard that. and said, master, you gave me two. I've, I've made two more. I've doubled money as well. And, and he said, well done, good and faithful servant. And what, who, I've given you little. I want to give you more. Come and celebrate with me. Now, the, the last servant, the one that hid the money, he heard the, this all going on. And he approached his master. He said, Master, 
I know you're, you're a hard man. You, you, you reap where you don't sow. You, you harvest where you haven't spread seed. So, so I hid the money, and, and, and here, here's your money back. You, you gave me one, and here's one back. Now, here's what I love about parables. I want to pause here for just a second. You know, I've told you already what happens, but pretend like you don't know what happened. Put yourself in this parable. Put yourself in the different positions in this parable. Let's say you were one of the first two servants. You, you invested well. Uh, you know the finance manager that you want to hook your preacher up to because he can double your money in a short period of time. All right? You know how to invest money. And, and, and you did well. And you hear the servant number three hid the money. What would you, what would you be thinking of that? Poor third servant. I, I, I would uh, be, be pitying this servant. What, what, uh, poor thing. Uh, what do you mean you didn't invest it? What do you mean you didn't do anything with it? You were given this treasure and you didn't do anything with it. You hid it. I'd be scared for it. But what would you, what would you be one of the first two servants? What would you think? Yeah. Okay. What if you were the, uh, let's say, what if you were the, uh, what if you were the, the wealthy man? What would you think of this third servant? Would you be happy with him? Oh, great, give me my money back. No, I wouldn't be. With these first two, invest in my money. And, I mean, you could at least put it in the bank. Why'd you, no interest, no nothing? I'd be upset. I'd be angry. What if you were the third servant? What if that was you? What if you hid the coin because you feared the, the master? What if you did that? In, how would you feel going to the master? How would you feel? See, that's why I love parables. Jesus invites us to think. Invites us to put ourselves in this story. To learn and to learn something about who we are. And to learn something around, about the people around us. To challenge ourselves. So, you know, we'll continue on with the story. The servant goes up, Lord, you know, Master, I feared you. You're a hard man. And so I buried, and here's your money back. And the Master said, Ah, you lazy and wicked. What do you say? Lazy and wicked person, servant? Uh, Evil, evil and lazy servant. You knew I harvested grain. You You knew my expectations. So he took the coin, gave it to the one that had ten, and said, all right, now take him away from me. Take him to the abyss. I don't want to see this lazy person anymore. So I don't think Jesus tells a story to say that this is how God is. I think Jesus tells a story to, to learn about who God is, and about who we are, and about our responsibility. See, we, we see in this last, you know, last servant we ask ourselves why did he just bury the coin he was given this this bag of gold coins he was entrusted with the with the master with 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 his with the part of the master's own treasure he could have done so much he was given that which so many others would die for had a bag of gold coins had a a valuable coin they had it good but he didn't do anything with it. Why? What we learn in Scripture says, because he was afraid. He was afraid. I've talked about fear a few times recently, but I think that is so relevant 
I think fear, especially in this season of COVID, and I'm not speaking of, 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 of risk-taking in, in that um, putting your life on the line. Maybe you are. But I think this, this fear uh, enslaves us to, to not doing that which God has created us to be. The, the, this, the servant's fear kept him from investing the money. Kept him from putting it in the bank. Kept him from, from doing anything with it. He just held hope to it. See, I think we as, as Christians allow fear to, to, to enslave us too often. We have been given this precious gift. This precious, valuable gift of, of knowledge, of awareness. If you have experienced God's love. If you have had a moment in your life when you knew that God touched you, that God spoke to you, that God made a difference in your life, you have experienced a miracle in your life, you have a parent, you have a, a friend, that, that something happened to them that cannot be explained other than that by the grace of God that happened. You have this awareness of who God is. You have the awareness of God's love for you. Then you have been given this precious treasure. But I think Fear keeps us from sharing that. Why don't we share that with the people around us? See, as, as children, we worried about looking cool in front of our friends. We wanted to wear the right things. We wanted to act the way the popular kids. We want to, to, to not embarrass ourselves and not to stand out in the crowd. So, so we don't want to look too religious. We don't want to look too different. We want to fit in so we don't... We don't say much, but the problem is that we just, we never grow up. We become adults and, and we don't want to look too religious in front of our friends. We don't want to pray out loud because we don't want to sound like we never pray. And we don't want to sound too religious, so, so I'd rather not pray in public because I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass myself. You have a friend that's hurting and, and, and needs awareness of God, that God will see them through. And, and, and we, we cautiously, okay, I'll pray for you. And, but we don't share with them. Why? Because we're afraid. We want to we be in that comfort zone. Somebody says something that is off-color, that, that we know is wrong, and, and we, don't, we don't call them out on it because we don't want to embarrass them. We don't want to embarrass ourselves because we don't want to look too religious. Someone says something that you know is pure gossip that is damaging, that is hurtful, and that is potentially wrong and shouldn't be shared. And we don't say anything to them. We don't say, stop that. Why? Because we're afraid. We're afraid to look too religious. We're afraid to look like that person. Because we allow fear to control us. But yet, we have been given this precious gift by God. We've given this opportunity to change lives. We've been given this opportunity to make a difference. We're given this opportunity to give them hope. To give them life. To stop evil in its path. But our fear keeps us from acting out. So we, we have this treasure and we bury it. Now, now, now why, I, think, I think we can continue on with this parable. Why is this servant afraid? Well, 
Jesus tells us because he's afraid because he's afraid of his master because he knows his master is a hard man. He, his master you know, reaps where he doesn't sow. He, 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 he harvests where he doesn't uh, spread seeds. He's a hard man. So, I'm, so fear of his master keeps him from investing and keeping him from, from doing anything with the treasure. So I think... Our understanding of who God is affects us and how we, how we act in life. If we understand God as a, as a vengeful, judgmental old man in the sky who, 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 who just seeks to wrath, <laughs> judgment upon us, then we come to church out of fear because we don't want to go to hell. So we come to church and we sit here and we sing songs out of fear of God. But yet if we understand God is a loving, caring God that, God that created the heavens and the earth that knows all things, that, that loves us so much that desires to have a relationship with me, that he sent his son to this world and died my sin. If we understand God as a loving, caring God, then we're going to come here and just wish to love on God a little bit and just be in awe and thankful of God's love for us. And therefore, when we hear somebody that is hurting, we're going to be willing to step up and, and, and look a little odd and say, listen, God loves you and you're going to make it through because I know God saw me through some difficult times. Let me tell you what God did for me. We're going to be willing to take a risk with our friends. See, um, each, I, I've taught each of my four children how to swim. Uh, and, I, and I remember distinctly the first experience of trying to teach them how to swim. They had gotten used to the water. They loved the water. They have floaties, they have life vests, and they would love to swim with the life preserver. But as soon as you take that life preserver off, take the floaties off, and you say, I'm going to teach you how to swim, and they experience floating the water, not being able to touch the, the, the bottom for the first time. You know, you've, you've seen it. They, they get scared. They get terrified. And, I, and you try to teach them how to swim, but, but there comes a point where I have to stop and hold. I held each one in my arm, and I, and I grabbed a hold of them and, and said, look at me. Take a deep breath. Calm down. It's going to be all right. I got you. I got you. Look in my eyes. Look, look in my eyes. You know me. I'm your dad. I love you. I will not let you drown. I promise that. I can touch the bottom. I'm strong enough to hold you up. I'm not going to let you drown. But you're going to get some water in your mouth because you're swimming with your mouth open. You're going to get water in your nose because you're going to breathe in through your nose. It isn't going to hurt. But it's part of the learning process. You may hurt. You may drink a little water. You may go underwater. But I'm not going to let you drown. Trust me. And they take a deep breath. And then they begin to learn how to swim. Trusting in me. They're still fearful of the water. But then they trust to know that I've got them. It's that faith and belief that, that God has got us. What have we to fear? 
but fear itself. Why, do we, why are we so concerned by looking too religious or looking weird or, or fearful of, of praying in public with our friends and, and, and willing to, to share with them and hold them accountable? Why are we afraid to say, listen, that is pure evil coming from your mouth. Don't say that about that person. That person is hurting right now. Why can't you? Why can't, because if we knew who God was, if we knew that God had us, that, that God wasn't going to let us drown they'd be more willing to take that step. See, you see the parable, it continues, it, it, because that, once that, that, that um, wealthy man hears of what the third servant does, there's, there's wrath that comes from that wealthy, the, for the master. Wrath comes. Cast him, take the money away, cast him out of my sight. Where there's crying, weeping, and gnashing of teeth. I don't want to see him. See, I don't think God... I don't think Jesus shared this to be a metaphor. I think it's, it's to tell us the importance of, of this treasure that we have. That it, it must be shared. We must be willing to share it. We must be willing to take risks, get uncomfortable, do things that we're not used to doing. For the glory of God, not for us. But to let others see God work through us. It's, it's, it's a journey of faith. There's a this, this week is about Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to be talking about Lord of the Rings, but it's an incredible book, series, saga. It's a great movie as well. It doesn't do it justice, but it's a great movie. Uh, the first saga is The Fellowship of the Rings. And uh, you have Frodo and Sam that are beginning their uh, journey, but they think they're just really just going to the next town and going to the next territory. Uh, it's, it's, it's a long journey. Uh, Sam had never traveled that far before. Uh, they didn't know the extent, but they were willing to, to do what they needed to do. And, uh, and there's a very powerful moment uh, in this movie uh, that happens that I want to call your attention to real quick. Um. This is that. This is what? If I take one more step, it'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. Dangerous business, Frodo. Going out your door, you step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. I love that. I've never, one more step in the furthest I've ever been from home. Oh, come on, it's okay. Remember what Bilbo used to say. It's dangerous business, walking out, stepping out your front door. You don't mind your feet, you never know where you may be swept away to. Folks, uh, in this COVID odyssey, we are in uncertain, unfamiliar territory. But in reality, each day that we live is unfamiliar, uncertain. And this is just one more step of faith that we take. One more step of faith toward this journey of uh, becoming more in Christian love with one another. We believe we're, we're moving on toward perfection and that means every day is a new day full of opportunities for us uh, we we we've made mistakes in the past i've made some horrific mistakes in the past 
But I thank God for forgiveness. I thank God for new opportunities. I thank God for today. I thank God for the opportunities God give me today, gives me today to make a difference. I pray that God opens our eyes that we may see as God sees. I, see, I pray that God opens up our mouth that we may speak the truth and love to hold others accountable. I pray that God may use our bodies and our minds and our souls to encourage and to empower people and give them hope and understanding of who God is. May we be children of God. That as we step out of that boat, we are walking upon faith and faith alone. Let us pray. Good and gracious and glorious God, um, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunities you have before us, Lord God. We thank you for, for all that has happened in our past. And Lord God, for all the wrong that we did, of all the times in which we, uh, which we buried our treasure, all the t- opportunities that were missed, Lord God, uh, forgive us. May we begin today as a new day. Carpe diem, seizing the day that you've given us, Lord God, as children, as your children. May we see others as you see them, Lord God, full of opportunity, full of love. And may we be your children. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray, let the children of God say amen.